Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, what a great privilege to be with you, and um, I think I said this on Monday, but it's worth repeating. Uh, any excuse to leave Calgary in February, I'm in. Except today, man. <laughs> I feel like I'm at home. Uh, it's cold here. Uh, but I'm so grateful for the opportunity and the privilege to share the Word of God with you. Very simply this morning, very simply this morning, Jesus invites his disciples to come away with him. They've just had a, a fairly successful ministry experience. They beginning to look like disciples because they are starting to do the kinds of things Jesus does. You know, the most simple way of thinking what it means to be a disciple is to look at Jesus and to ask ourselves the question whether in our thoughts and in our deeds, in our mind and with our hands, in our feet and with our mouth, whether we look like him. And so these disciples begin to look a lot like Jesus. They are they're casting out demons. I've not had to do that in my ministry and experience, but I would presume that that takes a lot of energy. And it says that they were healing many people, just like Jesus showed them in Mark 1. You know what I love about Jesus? Whatever he asks his disciples to do, he is willing and already has done it. I like people like that. People that ask me to do what they are willing to do themselves. And so these disciples, successful but exhausted, following Jesus but tired. And then Jesus invites them. Come away with me to a deserted place so that you can rest. <laughs> I don't do the sea well. I get motion sickness just looking at the waves. But Jesus seems to identify that what the disciples most need, what they need in that very moment is to to break away from the, the urgency and the growing needs and the pressure and the demands and to not only do the kind of ministry that he has modeled for them in terms of healing and exercising, but to follow him even into the, the deserted place, the place to withdraw where where they can find the rest they need. I think in the church growing up, I was taught a lot about what it means to look like Jesus, to do the things that Jesus wants me to do. The Jesus of my upbringing was a doing Jesus, a busy Jesus, but I can't really remember anyone painting for me a picture of Jesus that invites me to follow him into the places where I find rest. 
The scripture will teach us that Jesus was moved with compassion because the crowd saw them going to the deserted place and they followed them on foot. In fact, they ran ahead of them and got there before Jesus and the disciples landed. And the plans that Jesus had for a nice retreat with his disciples are upended by the demands and the needs of the crowds. And I can so relate to having these good plans in my life interrupted by people. I often say, at least to my wife, not to my church, and they won't watch this, but I'd be the greatest pastor if I didn't have people to worry about. And as Jesus lands with the disciples on the shore, he sees these people. They are described as a people who are lost. They are sheep without a shepherd. And as Jesus looks at these people as in need of the kind of leadership that they had been longing for but have not found, he is not only moved with compassion to teach them and to minister to them, but his compassion begins by caring about those whom he's called to follow him closely by inviting them to this place of rest. Next Wednesday, if I have it right, marks the beginning of the Lenten journey. In Lent, as I've explained on Monday, there's certain practices we Christians do that are kind of strange. We try to say no in a world that wants us to always ask for more. Maybe this Lent, as we receive the ashes on our foreheads for those who participate in an Ash Wednesday service, maybe this beginning of Lent could be different. Maybe it is an invitation for us to to say no to a lot of things that keeps us busy so that we may enter into the rest of God. Are you tired? <laughs> is it exam week? <laughs> it is. <laughs> I knew the Lord gave me a message in, you know, season for you. Are you weary? The last two years have felt like a weariness has set in upon us. And, and when people live out of fatigue, out of not resting well, I don't think we are our best. We're not able to hear well. We're not able to follow well. We're not able to participate well. But Jesus is always doing more than we think. And so his invitation for his disciples to join him and to find rest is interrupted by the crowd and he begins to minister to them. He ministered to them in a deserted place. And Mark, whenever he uses this language of the desert, he's inviting us to always think about God's people. When God led them into this deserted place, the wilderness, a place that was barren and yet a place of promise and transformation. The invitation to go with Jesus into the desert is an invitation that perhaps is appealing for different reasons, but the desert becomes a, a place of revelation, a place of transformation, a place of participation. 
And so in the desert, in the deserted place, Jesus ministers. He teaches the people. And I, I think this morning that sometimes the best lessons from God does not come in the busyness of life. Uh, sometimes I think we don't really hear the, the voice of God when, when we are running too fast. Sometimes I've experienced that when my circumstances change and I find myself in a different place, whether uh, it forces me to slow down and to become more quiet in my heart, and my mind, I become more receptive to that which God may want to say to me. In the last two years, uh, the voices of many have caught and captured our attention. Uh, I, I'm not a social media expert by any means. I do Facebook and I've been told that's for old people. But I've had to learn to quietly unfollow people because I, I, I started to feel like I needed a different kind of voice in a season that has felt exhausting. And, and I think that for some of us here, we are hearing so much in media and if we're paying attention to uh, the different voices out there that perhaps we can forget the most important thing that the Jesus who invites his disciples to find rest is the one who is moved with compassion and gives them the words that bring life. As you prepare for Lent, I want to invite you to start saying no to the many things and the many voices that might grab your attention to make space, to find perhaps some solitary time in your life. To be quiet so that you may again hear the one who speaks the words of peace and hope. I had a boss once who told me, uh, as I was working late for the third evening in a row, he said, uh, Stu, um, I think you should go home because you're working too much. And I'm very respectful, especially of my boss, he pays my salary. And I responded to him with a moment of courage. And I said, it's hard for me to go home when you're still here. I don't think we have great examples of how to learn to rest well. An anxious world, a busy world, a season that has been so hard for so many, can continue to overwhelm the church and the Christian except that the God who speaks the words of hope and life is always inviting us to hear his voice. In the desert, we are invited to listen. But just like Israel, the deserted place is also a place that reveals 
our hunger. I am from South Africa, and in South Africa, the place that I was raised, hunger is very visible. Every traffic light, you pull up to someone is standing on the side of the road with a sign or with hands out. Sometimes it's just little kids just asking for anything to feed their hunger. I live in Calgary, Alberta, Canada now. It's quite beautiful. I invite you to come and visit me there. Don't come in February. I don't see that same kind of hunger expressed on the streets of Calgary, but I can tell you this. After being there and living in Canada for a long time, I've discovered that even though Canadians have lots, there is a hunger for something more that materialism and that money can provide. The Jesus that invites his disciples to go with them, to be with him in the deserted place, is not only the one who wants us to hear his voice, but it is the one who reveals to us the true hunger of our souls. I, I, I want you to, to know that, that I understand what it means to hunger for something that I have yet to experience, yet to know. I, I want to suggest to you that, that, that this coming season for us in the Christian here in the West is so important because as we learn to say no to our, our appetites, we are uh, uh, becoming more attuned to that which really satisfies. In the desert, we are not just invited to hear the voice of God again, but we are to turn our desires towards the one that the Scriptures defines as the bread of life. To learn not only to listen, but to learn to receive that which feeds our minds, our hearts, our souls, and our bodies. Are you hungry? Is your Christian faith somehow not as fulfilling as you hoped it would be? Are you trying to fill yourself with the things in the world that doesn't truly satisfy? Jesus says, I am the bread of life. When I read the text, there's something interesting that happens. When the crowds come and the disciples see that it's getting late, I don't know if they remembered what happened to Moses in the desert with the people, but when people get hungry, they get rebellious. I see that with my teenage children. And I know that the key to peace in my home is a full fridge. The disciples look around, they see scarcity, they probably see the potential of mutiny, and they say to Jesus, <laughs> send them away. <laughs> and yet Jesus wants them to see that even in the desert, God is enough.
Jesus says to them, you feed them. They look around and they say, we, <laughs> we don't have what it takes. And in the desert with thousands of people getting hungry, Jesus asks them what they have, takes the little they have, and transforms it into not only enough, but more than what they need. The invitation of Jesus into the wilderness, into the desert, is an invitation that teaches us to not only listen and to be fed, but to trust that God is enough for the needs of our world. More significantly, that he chooses, like Jesus chose his disciples, to invite you and me to participate in faith in the work that he has called us to. Are you listening? Are you hungry? Are you ready? Matthew quotes Jesus' words like this. Come to me. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. As George comes to lead us in a song, I want to invite you this morning to open not only your ears but your heart to the one who can give us rest in an anxious world. The one who is still enough for many Christians who have started to question if he is. The one who is still faithful. The one who does not only care about the crowds, but cares about his disciples. The extent to which you believe God loves you, cares about you, is the same extent to which you will see the love of God for this world. Come to me, all who are weary, all who are burdened, and I will give you rest.